Hello, welcome to Get My Basket, the podcast that helps you put your DC brand in more people's baskets. My name is Ollie, I'm the founder of 303. And I'm Jamie, the MD at 303. And in this podcast and in our newsletter, you can expect to see brands that we're loving, ads that are working super well, and much, much more. So to make sure you don't miss out, please make sure you subscribe on both audio and video platforms and head over to 303.london to sign up to our newsletter. And we hope you enjoy the episode. You seem to be wearing a lot of the same clothes to our podcasts. I think that, that this has made an appearance before. Should I take it off? I've got a t-shirt on underneath it. I think we've seen the t-shirt before as well. I have about eight of these t-shirts. Have you? I really worry that... Uh, I have literally... I, I honestly I think, think about my outfit. Six to seven Acne Studios t-shirts. Really? Mm. You've done well there, boy, haven't you? Um, yeah, I always worry that people think we wear the same clothes and just whack out episodes. Well, Jamie's trying to be street on the said podcast. You are from, where are you from? Luton. Luton? <laughs> where are you from? Luton. Are you joking? <laughs> where, are you, where are you born in Luton? I don't think I've ever even flown from Luton. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're from, where's your mum? Your mum's from Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Jane. Yep. Lovely, lovely mum. Um, <laughs> she's a great mum. She's yeah. honestly, like, I love my mum to bits, but your mum is like, a mum, you know? Yeah, yeah. She's like, she just calls you and said, oh, hi, hi, Jam, you okay? Just make sure you're all right. It's lovely. Checks in. She checks in on the regs, yeah, which is good. nice. But where are you born? I want to know now. Leicester. Leicester, Luton, somewhat similar. No. No? Not even close to each other. Did they do a lot of that in... Uh, Blessings. In... <laughs> is it did. Uh, in... Uh, Leicester. 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 When did you... How long did you live in Leicester for? We'll give the listeners some background. Upwards of 15 years. So you were like on the streets in, of Leicester? Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move swiftly on from that <laughs> to uh, brighter, brighter beginnings. Um, how's your week been? Feels short. I think it's the first five-day well, week we've had well, in months. No, 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 it's not a five-day week, lad. It's a four-day week because we were late on the episode again. Yep. We're never going to catch up. No, we will we catch up. We should just accept <coughs> that we're Let's behind. Let's explain something. It's very busy time at 303 for both myself and Jamie. There's a lot happening. There's some exciting shit happening, which we can soon talk about. Um, I would say some industry news. Is it industry news? At a push. <laughs> At a little push. But there's some exciting, there is some exciting shit happening. There's a lot of uh, new hires at 303, a load of amazing new clients, which is exciting, but... With all that, it means trying to find time in order to record the podcast is very difficult for both my your and your calendars. We normally do it on a Friday morning. Last Friday, we did a we did a catch up episode, and then this week we've been bright off because we had our board meeting, we had many planning meetings, um, and other things. Had five pitches or something. Yeah, busy busy times. So we are behind. This is actually a week before, but. What can you do? Unlucky. Unlucky. If anyone cares. Um, many people don't. Um, <laughs> I guess the, the topic of conversation today is going to be an interesting one because I think your views will be, uh, be heard or be at least spoken. But before we get into that, the newsletter we are talking about is the one that includes one of your favourite brands, I would say. Mm. I, where, do they, where do they place in the top five? <clears throat> they're in the top five, right? The top five. Yes, they are. You don't shut up about Moscot, honestly. I enjoy them. You do. Why do you like Moscot so much? Because the product's incredible, mainly. What is the product? Sunglasses. Yes. You and give... spectacles. Yes. 
And? They <coughs> family owned New York, still made in New York. Mm-hmm. I have a big issue with sunglasses brands, basically. Okay, here we go. Yep. Historically. I was waiting for this to be unlocked. Is that people are like, go like, oh, I've got Ray-Bans or I've got Pradas yep. or I've got this, that or other. Yeah. I'm like, you've all got Luxottica. Luxottica? Yeah, which is a big Italian company that makes all of the sunglasses in the world, basically. Right. I thought that was a word you just made up, but no, okay, fine. It's an Italian so company. So Luxottica make all of the sunglasses and then the brand just buy the, buy the frames. They basically and, brand the frames. Which is why when you go to like Selfridges in London, everything mm-hmm. looks the same. They all look the same and you pay a different amount depending on how Which much brand? each brand perceives it's worth. Mm-hmm. Just so annoying. Yeah. So do you own any Ray-Bans? Have you ever no, owned any Ray-Bans? I have, yeah. but I never bought them myself. Obviously. I think like as a child I maybe had Ray-Bans. I don't know. Out of the womb with some Ray-Bans on. Yeah. <laughs> Jane just whacking them on. <laughs> um, right. So why do you like Moscot so much? Well, I, is, like, I like generally, I like, the, mm. I like all glasses brands which are independent as a result of Luxottica because when I found out about that I was just like bemused how that was even allowed it's I felt missold like monopoly yeah it's almost like they've monopolized sunglass mm. manufacturing so I used to really like Cubits I still do quite like Cubits oh, that's why it's called Monopoly fuck that's yeah. just clocked <laughs> no way is that a thing <laughs> is that actually why I just clocked why you've just clocked that yeah right Fuck <laughs> My brain just blew up then. Yeah, I saw something wow. happen there. Um, Sorry, carry on. So I like, there's Qubits, there's a few that are knocking around, which I really like, but yeah. Moscot's frames, their lenses mm. are incredible and they've got a really cool brand story. Like been on the same block in New York for literally a hundred years. Yeah. They're still made in New York State. I think also what, um, like, because you were very kind and bought me some, some Moscot's for my birthday. They're not cost effective. They're not, and I was in the shop when that happened, and I could have been very harsh and said I want that one, but I didn't. In no, terms they're of they're all the same price, pretty much. No, but the really, really, really offensive ones at the end of the the rack were quite punchy. But to be fair, I got green lenses with a nice brown brown they're frame. Not, they're not here. They're in the clubman at the moment, just chilling because I was I was I often wear them like thinking I'm Casey Neistat quite frequently now. Like I just wear them indoors. I'm not, but I walked. He wears Ray-Bans. He does. He needs he, to get a grip. He needs to get a grip. Maybe we should send him some. Um, but yeah, I um, I really like them. But what I think I like from the brand side of it is like, I really like Cubits. And I've actually bought Cubits for a few friends and family over the years. Because Cubits opened up a store on the street that I used to work on when I was like a kid um, called German Street in London. Which is like the place for men shopping. And they opened up a store. I remember going in and talking to them. And I was like, it's kind of cool, but... There was a lot of just like, it's another brand that's got minimal branding and like everything's wood. You know, when you like walk into the store and that feel you get, it just felt like I was walking, walking into a Ralph Lauren or- Bit of a copy and paste jobby. Yeah, and I really like Cubits, the brand, but I was a bit like, they played it really, they feel like they play it really safe. Mm. There's nothing wrong with, and th- this is more from like a, what I look for in a brand, not necessarily what the market's looking for, because I think Cubits dominate a lot of, uh, a lot of spaces, but- I think with Moscow, like we went to the store on the Kings Road. Yeah. Like the colors, the image, they've got like it's all photos bright yellow everywhere. Yeah, which is just awesome. But like you go in and like they've kind of tried to be a bit more loud and shouty about it. Even like, you know, you get, and it's probably from, what's it called? Lugzotka. Lugzotka, yeah. Lugzotka. You know, when you get like a Ray Bans case and you get the little cloth that cleans the glasses, it's just a black with a red Ray Ban. Like the one from Moscow is like, colorful and like loads of photos on it and shit like that like small little touches the the attention to detail you really feel it all just feels a bit more sm- like small batch and they stand out like i mean how saturated is the sunglass market 
hugely. I mean, every high-end clothing brand has got a pair of sunglasses. Most mid, like premium brands, have got sunglasses. From the Paul Smiths to the Ralph Lauren's mm. to the Gants and all that kind of I stuff. I don't like that either. No, I don't like buying <coughs> sunglasses from a it? shirt brand. Yeah, like having quite... Tesco Mobile. Leave Tesco to do the groceries, mate. Mm. But Tesco Mobile is—they're very competitive. You see, price effect. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, great brand. If you don't know about them, go have a look. They're very cool. Um, I think from like a brand positioning perspective, nailed it. And a good example of a brand that operate in a super saturated market and do it very well. So um, have a looky. That's what we think. Price warning. They're not cheap. Yeah. That, but they last. Yeah. Maybe we should have something on the screen that says price warning. There you go, Seb. Uh, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, price could warning. Size, we could have a siren. One oh, of these right. buttons on this tab does do something. But one but of them also sets something off for 60 seconds. Yeah, we need to decide. I think there's a clap. Oh, I've just pressed one. Hold on. What's that noise making right now? You know, Seb, who edits this podcast brilliantly, big up Seb, he, um, sometimes I've like pressed buttons on this and the volume's been down. Your chipolatas? With my fat little chipos and um, no no sounds played. But to do me a solid, he's put a sound in. Nice. Just so I don't look like a full idiot. Nice Good. of him, isn't it? Good touch. Big up Seb. Right, big topic of today, Snapchat. You excited? Yes. Maybe right. Tell me. Tell like. Let's let's start this off. We, we, what what I want to discuss is what what happened to Snapchat. Do you do you use Snapchat now? <clears throat> no, I personally don't because I I actually think that even though at the age of twenty six, I'm maybe not in the right like geo target. Geo. I think that it's a well location. Yes, I think that from a cult like all these platforms, right seem to feed into some form of culture mm. and i think well my perceptions here are that snapchat is still used by the younger generation and younger than us so you know you're talking like 15 to probably 20 like that is the market that i think they're using within within certain places but i also think that outside of london in capital cities even in the us and in europe from what i'm reading snapchat because obviously they've got this whole geo target within the app. Snapchat is much more common outside of major, city, major cities for some reason. More people in the UK use Snapchat outside of London than they do inside of London. You get me? I get you. So I don't use Snapchat because I'm a big user on WhatsApp and I enjoy GIFs more than I enjoy like normal messaging. Like I'm mm. big, trying to up my GIF game quite a lot at the moment. My girlfriend is sensational at GIFs. Mm. Like probably the best GIF game I know. Like incredible. I don't know because you, you don't have search to say for that. that. No, no. I'm. I'm. I don't think you can even beat her. It's just the delivery every time. She's never sent me a shit gift where it's like she's popped. They up. call her the postman in the gift game. Yeah, delivers every time. Um, but yeah. So I, I like with a Snapchat for me. No, but what I think about Snapchat is that I think it's a platform that brands, DTC brands, our world, we're overlooking. We're not giving it the time of day. I'm all about at the moment these other platforms that aren't in the metaverse, metaverse, meta world, I think are opportunities. Um, and I think that Snapchat offers something that Bacardi just did a huge thing for their launch um, to get ready for summer. It was majority of it was in the US, some of it was in Europe, um, mainly like France and Italy um, for the main, because Bacardi obviously owned like a shitload of brands, but one of their brands, really cool campaign launch, which was targeting 20s to 35 year olds. And they put, most like 90% of their spend within Snapchat. 
um, of their total spend. And it was on, obviously it's on the Snapchat business page. So Snapchat are going to make it really big and make it sound amazing. But I just think it's interesting, like alcohol brand, like Bacardi as well. That's not a young person's drink. Like really, you've got Bacardi the, breezes. For sure, but like you would expect Smirnoff to do that. Oh, breezes, Smir- breezes like haunt me. <laughs> but you've got like Smirnoff or um, even Ciroc or, you know, the Volkers and the gins, even like the flavored gins, I'd be like, yeah, target the young gen. Bacardi, bit of rum. Bit like, but like it's not, I mean, I, I, I think I have Bacardi probably once a year. What occasion is that? I don't really know, but I think I feel like I have it once a year. I don't really know why. Your annual Bacardi? Yes. It's an event in my deca- calendar. <laughs> But do you know oh, what I mean? Like just sits alone, getting incredibly yeah. pissed off some Bacardi. Yeah. But like Smirnoff, they've got like there's obviously a big craze on canned. Yeah, drinks I, I don't. I actually like, can't think if Bacardi if Bacardi must be in that. There's a Smirnoff cola sat right there. Yeah, I had that last night when I was doing some emails. Delicious, really nice. Really? Yeah. I there was anything in the fridge. I wanted a some sort of you know sugariness, and there was only beers. I'm not drinking beer at the moment, and then that. But yeah, coming back to yeah. my actual point. Interesting that Bacardi are trying to use the platform and like, are we just thinking it's for younger people? Are we just thinking it doesn't work? Like as an agency, we've only done a really small amount of work within Snapchat and it's something that we're going to encourage more and just like how we see the opportunity. But I know you've got your opinions here. So I want to hear them on the platform. First of all, do you remember when it came out? I was in college. I remember uh, when I got it. I think I was 17 or something. I was, a, I was like two months, two months before... I started green tea. Really? Yeah. 2013, 2013, yeah. I think they, it was in beta around the Olympics. So some people had it and then everyone was talking about it. I mean, it's died a death for me because my I had one friend who still used it a lot. Yeah. And therefore it was, it was like active enough to still be on my phone. Yeah. But other than that, it just went. Mm. So my, well, much like you, my, my views of it, were somewhat limited to my own personal experience. And even with regard to like TikTok. Yeah. People say TikTok's for young people. But actually, well, I mean, we're seeing good ROAS on TikTok at the minute. I mean, insane ROAS on, right? Yeah, which is really strong. But Snapchat is like possibly younger again. Yeah. I'm Especially just trying to find the out UK. the YouTube as well. I think it's 37% of 15 to 20. So 2022 numbers that have just come out, Snapchat users in the UK is 20 million. The biggest, so the the biggest country is still India. They took it like two, three years ago, mm. just dominated it. But 20 million in the UK though, is that what, monthly active users? Um, audience size in millions. I would, that's from um, Statista. Mm. Um, but say it's 20 million monthly active users. I am one of those users probably still just because one person sends me a Snapchat every month. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like Instagram or TikTok where it's a daily activity. Yeah. Um, so I don't, like, I think that was a limitation. And then Snapchat's like, Snapchat started as like this private end-to-end messaging of yeah. disappearing messages. Yeah. Obviously Instagram just destroyed that as did WhatsApp because mm. they then enabled one-time play, mm. which like if you want to send a one-time play message. You can now do that in virtually every social platform. Yeah. Stories, Instagram style. Like yeah. there was, it was, they've had quite a tough time, haven't they, basically Snapchat? I mean, they've been hit at all angles because they were trying to sell at one point, weren't they? Yeah. I think I think Instagram even like had a really like obscenely low bid kind of go their way. It was mm. like just, it was like, I think it was something sort of like 10 million or like whatever, like at their peak. 
Um, but I think with, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? Because we always talk about platforms and obviously on the podcast, we talk about platforms all the time. And we talk about the platforms that have just got the most amount of users on them, which makes a lot of sense because at the end of the day, what we're trying to get is attention for our clients and in the world we live in, it's, it's all about attention. But do we, do we quantify the quality of a platform based on how many users it has? Is that the main metric we always have to think about? I think it would be the, the biggest metric is client appropriateness. Yeah. Based on like demographic factors, mm. usership factors, placement factors, like yeah. right. Well, running through a few of those, like clearly, I mean, an alcohol brand on Snapchat feels pretty wild to me just because the age, age thing. I, I, I suspect they're using that, that as a case study to try and mug people like me off. Um, saying <laughs> that seems that seems rogue, but for like lots of our clients that are a premium in the premium sector of the market, mm. it's pretty minimal buying power. On yeah. Snapchat, it's more fast-moving goods, I would have thought. Um, and also the placement, it's not like... Tick, we're still having a lot of like um, opposition to a lot of the TikTok assets that we're creating for clients. Yeah. Because they look organic and basically underproduced relative to other stuff that we make. Mm -hmm. So people are pushing back and saying, this is not on-brand, this is yeah. you know, insufficiently well-made, etc., just giving um, some context on the Bacardi thing, because I've just gone on to Snapchat's forbusiness.snapchat.com is a site that is really interesting. Like, I don't think any other platform do success stories. I think I've seen a few on Facebook in, like, a few years ago, but, like... I think it's early when they're starting to try and get people advertising. Yeah, so Bacardi finds its way back into the young generation's hearts and drives effective results across brand funnel, every brand funnel metric. The ad awareness, the metric they've used is points. So 26 points in ad awareness, Bacardi gained, like quite random metrics. But I don't really know what, what they're kind of trying to get at As there. in, I'm assuming that would be out of 100% if 100 of people in their age group knew about it, that would be 100 yeah. points. So they've probably gone up by 26 26, points, yeah. From 10 to 36 <laughs> Maybe. or something. But the, the biggest thing that I think Snapchat are trying to push is, is their um, filters. So... Mm. I feel like Snapchat were the one of the first for filters, right? I think they were. Yeah, they they brought in the fact that you could have like dogs ears and you know various different things, and obviously Instagram stole that too. Um, I also I would always say that Instagram stole those features. I've seen loads of stuff where people stories. Go, Instagram were developing it way before. I'm like, there's just no way. Stories like, feel like Instagrams now. Yeah. I think like one time messaging Snapchat was like built on, so yeah, that makes sense, but stories feel like they've been stolen no for sure so um by booking rnf lens bacardi was able to engage with their target group over a period of 10 weeks reaching over 2.5 million snapchatters combined with playtime of their feature members summed up to three years it feels a little bit wishy-washy on like the numbers the way they've sort of positioned it doesn't it those are not metrics that our clients would appreciate i would say what's interesting is as a brand awareness piece if you are, let's say you are almost wanting to relaunch Red Bull and or like something where you're wanting to get the brand just seen and recognized everywhere. And like mm -hmm. Red Bull, the reason why I'm using them is because they were just massive advocates of like, it doesn't really matter what it's on as long as the logo's seen. Mm -hmm. Go for what's the, where the attention is, which is jumping off cliffs and skiing yep. down massive like Everests and shit. It seems like at Snapchat's angle is like we are a place where you can just place your brand mm. and it will be seen. But I guess again, Bacardi, a booze brand on on Snapchat, feels very weird. It feels like it's a bit. I think they're just using that as an example to 
to dispel exactly what we're saying. Yeah. And being honest, I don't those metrics don't really scream mm. success story per se. No. Um, so um some other just very brief results. Do what moves was the name of the campaign. And I do think anything do what that's moves. Yeah, anything that's been tested on Snapchat, I always see very like it has to have a campaign. You can't just be doing like whack the logo on. Like it has to have, especially around filters. Often people just go like, oh, we're going to make a branded filter. But it doesn't really say or do anything. You, you need that within it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> furthermore, the campaign increased the purchase intent of Bacardi by eight points in the age group 18 to 20. So basically out of 100 people and extra eight people, more of them said they, is that the man that scares the feathers? The feathers, the pigeons. Yeah. Screams at pigeons. Another man who's very sweet and cleans around our sort of office outside quite frequently. He's out there like winter and summer, just dealing with that all sorts of mayhem. Uh, wind, rain, or shine. Literally. And then he just, uh, the way his way, the way of scaring pigeons, he sort of runs at them with a broom. And goes, ooh. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite scary. But um, yeah, they're basically saying that out of 100 more people, eight, eight of them, more of them would, would consider buying Bacardi. It feels very wishy-washy. You're very anti it, aren't you? It's, tell it's tell bu- us why. It's bullshit. What do you wh- where do you think the future? I bet they recorded is? zero ROAS off that campaign. Trackable ROAS. Mm. Maybe. But it's do you, my, but do you think like I guess what I was asking before is like let's say there's 20 million people using the platform and let's say mm. those numbers are highly inflated and it's only 15 million. The price of running Snapchat and running those ads, and Josh trying to be in as many places as you can. Did that say two and a half million impressions? Yes. So no, there's no spend. That's in Germany. I know, but it's tiny spend as well. Yeah. I think it's a really whiffy example, that. Mm. But do you, do, you, do you think there's a place within a wider strategy in terms of like what we're seeing with Facebook, what we're seeing with other platforms? Like For sure, I think there to is. To consider it and think about how it could be For used. For sure there is. If, if, if you are a... I, so I think Snapchat has a legitimate time and place, like any platform does. Yeah. If you are a product that is normally consumed by 15 to 20-year-olds, yeah. which is very scarce, like 15 to 17-year-olds will not be buying that much personally online, will they? Yeah, I guess, I think it's also the Like other than big, big places like ASOS, Amazon, yeah. like well- like basically, it's up to the extent that your parents have some level of involvement in what you spend your money on. Yeah, like, like what, what are you doing at that point in your life? You're spending money on clothes. You're trying to learn how to perfect. If I was buying off targeted ads when I was fifteen, my mum would have had something to say about it. Mm. So, like, I think basically, unless you're, you're very old now, though, mate, remember that, that was I ten am, years ago. It's true. That is fair, <laughs> but I, d- I still think like spending is not caught up with content consumption. I've got cousins who are like prime age for this, mm. and like, yeah, my uncle would be like flapping if that was the thing yeah. so i think if you are in a very niche business that in, is involving like very specific target market and something that i think you've got to be a big brand to do it to an extent as well if you're just doing something for like filters and people go like like gucci yeah like let's use them because they're just so big now at the minute um if gucci had a filter just to grow awareness of Gucci and yeah. like the Gucci North Face collab or like Tied Gucci NFTs yeah. or like <clears throat> Gucci something that's mm. like Gen Z relevant. Yeah. If they had that and they just wanted something that was hyper shareable for a viral moment, yeah. that I think has some has grounds in my head. Because I but think like it's, that, like, it's, like, it's like another edition, isn't it? It's a layer, it's not your base. It's, no. it's the, the, the icing on and the maybe, cake. And maybe you're investing for like a future yeah. audience ship, which you're looking forward to having in time yeah 
I think you can make that argument for quite a lot of stuff, but even the more niche platforms a la Pinterest, TikToks, and it's still relevant, a uh, relative infancy on, on advertising. Mm. There is obvious grounds to advertise there, yep. both on a ROAS basis and a brand awareness basis. Mm. Snapchat to me still feels like people are literally like the also I think algorithmically I forget the name of the page now, like the for, effectively the for you like news. Yeah, yeah. Is it news actually? It's news. It's I mean news. it's all actually changed since probably you even went last on it, but yeah. I, I did Snapchat. actually no, I went on it in preparation for this. Oh, did so you? This page no. still exists. It's like basically just a load of trashy editorial. <laughs> like it's basically tabloids. Is what it, it is. It's like the news. It's like, like clickbait like, tabloids, yeah. is yeah. what it is. All of it is just very low con uh, low quality content, mm. like on Snapchat. Whereas like Instagram, Pinterest, even TikTok now, you're next to like more rich content that is more relevant. Yeah. Snapchat for me just feels like how can we try and keep this? Because like, I think what they're basically like banking on is like that this 15 to 20 year old thing will continue, like this usership will continue to stay on the platform as they age. And then right, at the yeah. point at which they're 25 to 30, they will have decent buying power. Yeah. And then we'll sort of be. So they kind of be like, they're going to grow up with us and then whatever. I mean, let's play a fun game. Guess the global annual revenue of Snapchat. Uh, bub, 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 in 2021. No idea. Take a guess. Where do we think it is? Okay, let's let me give you a clue. Okay, because this is kind of slightly. I agree with every, a lot of the stuff you said, and I'm not saying I'm a crystal ball kind of man, but I have these feelings sometimes of like, oh, I can. I feel that. I feel that something's going to happen. You know what I mean? I see a platform. And I'm like, oh, I can see. Mm. I can see something. So. 2018, this is revenue globally in dollars, US dollars. 2018. 2018, 1.1 billion. 2019, 1.7 billion. And 2020 was 2.5 billion. Where do we think they were at at the end of 21? So that's that's growth. I mean, they doubled it in two years. Three and a half. 4.1. Mm. It's, it's great. Considering that... I mean, Meta just had their worst ever quarter, right? From a revenue perspective. From an ad revenue perspective. Ad revenue perspective in 10 years. Is that ad revenue or total revenue? <clears throat> this is global annual revenue, so... I don't I, know how else they make money in fairness, but... I was going to say, I think they probably... I think they would put it all there. But it's interesting, isn't it? Because they are growing year on year, and actually they've just doubled it almost. Well, no, they've, they haven't doubled it, but they've, they've gone up by, you know, 70% in a year at the same time when we're sat here being like, who the fuck is using the platform and what they're using it for? I mean, so yeah. to go up in $2 billion in revenue yeah, but I do, is I do, quite like I do think there's like, there are, like the example I just gave, I think there are shitloads of brands that could do that. Like JD Sports or like Foot Locker or ASOS or any of those big ad spenders that would then go to the shop with parents. Yeah. That's a definite legit like channel. Sure. I mean, so like that would is, you, who would you say stronger from an ad, like a revenue perspective as a platform where all these platforms are making re revenue from ad spend, right? Who's stronger, Snapchat or Pinterest? This is a quiz. I don't know. I would say it's Pinterest. I would say definitely Pinterest. But it's not. Pass. Pinterest did 2.5 billion. Snapchat did 4. Point, like, I don't know if that is just ad revenue though. Let's say that it's, I mean, it's an indication and they're, they're, mm. they're a year behind the other platform. I get what you Pinterest mean. Pinterest's like, usership is like way smaller though. 
It is, but like also, way, like, way, I think, way I think that's where I'm, I'm obviously looking at a revenue number and be like, oh, people are spending, so we should spend, like, everyone should spend. Per user, I bet it's lower. For sure, probably. But I think what's interesting with Snapchat is this seems like, like, I, it's like, it's a bit like when, when the meta stuff happens, when, like, everyone goes, oh, I don't even use Facebook anymore. And everyone goes, oh, they've, you know, Facebook are fucked it, they've done whatever. And I'm just always a bit like... But the users have gone up. They're clever fuck. Like, the people that run these platforms are, are t- like, very heightened switch on people. Zucks is obviously Zucks, and, and Jack from Twitter is obviously Jack from Twitter. Like, they, they understand it. We'll get on to Twitter next week. Don't worry about that, boy. Um, but I think what Snap... Like, I'm kind of sat here thinking, like, Snapchat won't just fail that bad like i'm not it's, saying it's gonna fail but, I, any but then i'm also I'm just, like i'm, I'm just I'm saying thinking, oh shit maybe it will i don't really know i don't it's think such a weird i would never ever recommend it for anyone that we have or do work with mm. there is not a single client that i'd go oh they could do that yeah but for the examples that i gave of like macro retail mm. like maybe it's asos maybe it's like physical stores like jd sports or like Foot Locker. yeah maybe it's big like super brands that just want to do a really specific awareness raise campaign in a very specific demographic yes fair like crack on yeah there is not a single client especially dtc like the roas i don't know i know a lot of people that do a lot of digital advertising don't know anyone that does big roas on snapchat no i know a lot of people do the cheap do do (coughs) cheap awareness i also think what's quite interesting is the brands that are doing and I know an example, but I'm not going to say it, but like brands that are running content within Snapchat and gaining revenue back from their content. Yeah, channels would do. Channels is is a thing. So there might even well, be... Like, a, Viacom do loads of Snapchat. Exactly. So I guess what... Like Comedy the, Central. The interesting players for, for D2C brands that are thinking about bring, building a wider brand, like a lot of brands bring out shows, even we've got this podcast. Yeah. That kind of content as a revenue source for the brand, if you're, I don't know, let's let's think of a, like a watch brand or something like that, and you're doing a show within the platform and you want to generate money from the content you're putting out, Snapchat is also very common for that. Like, you know... If you're a, yeah, if you're a media provider, like... Yeah, but even if you're even if you're a brand looking for that another that another angle to be pushed out, whatever it might be, it's 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 interesting. I think Snapchat's a, a weird play. I think I d- I don't actually fully feel like I understand where it's going. I think I'm seeing like bigger revenue numbers. I'm seeing it outcompete other platforms, but I'm like I, I think it, fucking I think it's like it. the whole Gen Z black box though. I don't think like I think there is so much that's unclear still within like how Gen Z will develop. Yeah. Like even like I think you and I are technically like the first six months of Gen Z. I was gonna say I was, 90, I was actually just no, searching. End of ninety five was the end of millennial. Generations by year, so Gen Z is nineteen ninety seven to two thousand and twelve. So okay, fine. So we're the last last millennials then, basically. Wow, we're the last. I think actually some millennial things are ninety five. But well, anyway, millennials are saying 1981 to nineteen ninety six. Yeah. Millennials, and then from '97 to Fine, so like, then what's from 2012? TBD, TBD. What's the Bloomers? Bloom, Bloomers Mark Two. Do you mean Boomers? Yes, not Bloomers. <laughs> Bloomers is a Warburton's loaf. <laughs> <laughs> you honestly, I cannot believe Monopoly has been right. That's right, a big one. There. Right before we before we close up, because I know we've been arguing about a Snapchat for the last 30 minutes. I want to just briefly speak about Facebook and that decline in ad revenue and get your thoughts on it because I think it's always interesting from hearing these things from your uh, your gullet. 
What's the impression? Gullet. Gullet, was that a bit aggressive? Sorry. Gob? Fine. <laughs> um, so Facebook just announced in Q1 this year. Mm-hmm. So Q1 2022 was the worst year for ad revenue globally. They've yeah. had in 10, then 10 years. What's the vibe on that? Where, where do we think that's coming from? I think... Should we be scared? No, I wouldn't be scared. Fear, fear is often a fairly useless emotion in Waking these situations. Yeah. <laughs> How is Zucks going to buy anything? Zucks is fine. Cool. Um, Good to know. So, well, there were two. There were two key headline things. One is that ad revenue went down, and the other is that uh, daily active users went up. So, just for the layman's, not so not the amount of people, the amount of people that use Facebook every yep. day has gone up. Yep, it had previously declined. So and that's is that like meta, a big or is that the Facebook platform? Facebook. Cool. So that's that's gone up. Yeah. In terms of ad revenue, yeah, that has gone down. But the, I mean, to throw a few things out there, one obviously iOS versus Meta as a as a whole um, black box of stuff. I think they will be feeling the effects of that. People will have yeah. just like been thinking, mm, I'm not getting the same level of clarity that I was. So that's a thing. It's been a fucking weird start to the year. Yeah. Like. There is, from a consumer behaviour perspective, DTC brands have not been having the time that they have historically had. Maybe ad spend generally could be down. Yeah. And then I think the biggest one is that TikTok predominantly, but there have been a few channels now that a lot of people have started to divert spend to. Mm. As a percentage of our overall spend, Facebook has definitely declined. That's not so much been because, you know, clients going... Uh, I don't want so much exposure to Facebook. Yeah, it's more been I'm more eager to try TikTok, Pinterest, Snapchat, programmatic, not Snapchat, <laughs> um, not not LinkedIn either. Um, no. But like, the, there have basically been the appetite for other channels has grown, massively, and TikTok is now doing serious bits yeah. for us. And you, I think the, I guess the other channels thing is growing even more now because like there's Reddit yeah. conversations, there's huge programmatic conversations, there's yeah, yeah, you know yeah. other other areas as well, which is exciting for sure. So I I think Zucks could probably fathom a pretty good answer as to why his ad revenue has gone down. Yeah. Basically, do you think it will continue to fall in Q two, or do you think it will increase back up? I, I reckon it will now flatline somewhat. Maybe Ooh, it'll go down a bit. Flatline's a big word in the markets, isn't it, boy? Yeah, we love that. Yeah. I reckon it will plateau or maybe continue to decrease a bit, but I would I would also hazard a guess that by Q4, they'll be churning again. Well, we're going to hold you to that and come back. It's got so many placements, mate. That's the thing that I love with Meta and Instagram. Ooh, For Meta. our clients... UGC is yeah. the big thing that's ruining them as well. Use TikTok content, yeah. TikTok ads are just UGC, yeah. way cheaper to produce, easy, you can churn the stuff out. And that's now starting to work on Instagram as well. Yeah. So I think they will be scrambling around for new new placements where more UGC can be for sure. found as well. Well, let's let's tune in. We're gonna do a, we're gonna do a bit more of an episode on UGC as well. I know we've done something before, we're gonna touch on that and um, next week we're talking about Twitter because we're already in the future of the podcast right now so at elon yeah elon's been busy so we're going to catch up on that next week elon as always had, thank you a very few weeks <laughs> yeah yes uh thanks very much for listening and watching if you're watching us here on youtube um don't forget to subscribe if you're watching us on youtube and also follow or subscribe if you're listening on apple or spotify um and like the video if you enjoyed it and give us a comment if you also enjoyed it um thank you very much for joining us if you've enjoyed it if you've enjoyed it you can do something if you've enjoyed it okay <laughs> uh thanks very much for your time lad i know you're very busy and we'll see you next week see ya ciao Thank <laughs> you.